Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. I'm Dana Zook. I'm joined by Barry Whitworth again today. Dr. Barry Whitworth is our senior extension specialist and focuses mostly on beef cattle, but he does a variety of things, small ruminants and that sort of thing. He's a licensed veterinarian based out of our Southeast Extension District of Oklahoma and serves as extension resource on health, one of our extension resources. And now he's the beef quality assurance leader for the state. So welcome, Barry. Welcome back. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. So before we jump into the podcast, since I've already kind of introduced you, but tell us a little bit about your operation. I threw this on you, Barry. Oh, tell, yeah. tell us what you do for fun. What are you What are you doing on the weekends? Because I know you <laughs> well, have you have a variety of animals at your place, yeah. as most veterinarians do. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about that. So we have a few cows, not very many, that we like to play with. In okay. fact, we're pulling cedars tomorrow. To breed okay. them on Monday, we're going to AI all my cows and okay. Brian Frecking, your counterpart in the Southeast Dishes, coming over and we're going to AI our cows. Uh, but we have about 75 ewes also. Uh, they're hair sheep, Katahdin, commercial Katahdin sheep that we take care of, uh, have a lot of fun with them. Uh, and my wife has a, gosh, she's got about a dozen chickens that she likes to take care of. So, and if you come to our house, we got lots of dogs and lots of cats. Um, In fact, I have lots of children too. You may not be aware of that. (laughs) I I really have three plus two more. So we have five. Oh my Uh, goodness. And so, and they're all, you know, in their twenties, but a few weeks ago, my youngest 21 brought, she found them a mother that was dead and there were five baby kittens and my wife and her have been feeding those kittens. They're in our house right now. So, <laughs> uh, and so that's crazy. But so those types of things happen at our house a lot. Got one yeah. old donkey and believe it or not, one day a peacock showed up in our backyard. Oh. So we have a okay. peacock. We've had it about five years. We don't know where okay. he came from, but he's considered our house his home. And okay. he roost on top of our house a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they so, have that that quintessential uh, yeah. sound. I won't do the sound yeah. over the podcast. That might be no, annoying, but it, but... It, hap- it starts about sun up every morning at our house. <laughs> <laughs> on top of your house. Yes. <laughs> so you are you have you have raised a family of animal lovers, it sounds That's like. That's right. That we sounds like them. my dream. I would love <laughs> I always tell my husband, you better get me out of town. Once we get out of town, we're going to have a funny farm, man. You right. get ready. And I'm going to have some sheep and Barry's going to help me because yeah. we we had sheep when I was growing up. I always yeah. enjoyed them, but they were yeah. not hair sheep, though. I think that that's a good kind of yeah. way that that industry is going. Mm-hmm. So great. I love to hear the background. I love the listeners love to hear your background, too, Barry. Wow. So so today I asked Barry to help me kind of summarize pregnancy diagnosis in the beef industry and and why it's important um, with with kind of that time period coming up, you know, middle of the summer, a lot of producers are uh, checking for pregnancy. You know, Barry, what I looked at and the little research that I did before we got on is that Nebraska said that only 20 percent of producers diagnose uh, or preg check in their cattle herds. Do you think that that is um Relative to your kind of experience in the private practice, what do you think about that? You know, I would say, I would actually reference, it's not just for pregnancy checking, but, you know, the the National Animal Health Monitoring System Mm -hmm. puts out a study 
Oh, uh, they, they're probably about every 10 years, the cow-calf study. They do okay. all kinds of studies, sheep study, goat study, feedlot, swine, okay. poultry. And it looked at all reproductive technologies, whether preg checking, artificial insemination, breeding sounds exams. And it's less than 40% of all operations use at least one of those techniques. So okay. I would imagine Nebraska knows that 20%, you know, on their on the preg checking for cattle. So it's it's a small percentage of these operations that use these these technologies that are available to us. So we'll just throw out one of my opinions, Barry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like with the high cost of inputs, I think it's very important to know whether you're keeping an open cow for you know, yeah. like six months before you determine, you know, before, before they cab and you determine, oh my gosh, this cow has been open this whole time and I've been feeding her. It's so expensive. I guess I did a, some little, ca- a few calculations and supplement alone, maybe for three months, which we know that people supplement longer than that. Right. Supplement alone at $300 a ton is 70, 70 to $75. And we know that's not the only cost, right? but that's, I mean, that goes, that's every cow. (laughs) Um, So I think that's one argument, but, but what is your opinion on why we would want to utilize some technologies to diagnose pregnancy and make sure that cow is in fact pregnant and not open? You know, when I was in practice, what I used to ask people, because I had a lot of people, either one, they didn't preg check, or when we found an open cow, they wanted to keep or we'll give her another try. So many people did that. Okay. And I would ask them, I said, most of them were business people. And I'd say, here's my question to you. If I worked for you and I worked one year for you, and then I told you, you'll pay me for another year, but I'm not going to work that year. I'll come back next year and work again. But you have to pay me for that year in between. I said, how long would I have a job with you? Okay. <laughs> what do they say, Barry? And all of them say, I wouldn't pay. I said, all right, then why are you paying this cow when she's not doing her job? And I mean, I know that may be a little bit hard, you know, but we expect our cows to do their job. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is we wanted to produce a calf, hopefully once per year. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we want, a calf every year. If they can't do that, then they need to go somewhere else. Okay. Let them to be somebody else's problem is my opinion. So that I think that's really important that we understand. Um, they've got to produce a cow every year if we're going to remain profitable. It's hard enough to make money in cattle business, oh, let alone feeding cows that, that aren't producing. I mean, it's it, we've got to make that. They've got to do their job. They've got yeah. a job to do and, and make them do it. There's sometimes from a management standpoint, sometimes we don't have them in very good condition. And so that takes them a lot longer to breed. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go back to that. But again, yeah, that's her job. Mm -hmm. So we need to give her the resources so that she's able to do her job. So I totally agree with you, Barry. I love that. I love that example. Yeah. No one would pay us for a year of no No. Although (laughs) if you find somebody that wants to do that, I could go on a few vacations. Uh, Yeah. That would sound kind of fun. So when we talk about pregnancy checking, preg checking, when should it be done and what is the best timing? So say we have, let's just assume, you know, spring calving herd, um, we've bred, you know, we have like a 60 day breeding season. After that breeding season, how long do we wait before we should employ one of the methods? And we'll talk about those okay. here in a minute. Okay. It depends on what, how, 
you know, different methods you can do earlier than others, obviously. Um, of course, I preg check usually by rectal palpation. That's what I did while I was in practice. And I always tell people, you probably, it's best to be at least 45 days. I mean, that's when we, if you want to look at the research, that's when the experts are going to tell you, that's when you can really start predicting or that the animal is pregnant. I think if we talked to Dr. Sign, he would tell you, don't manipulate that uterus till at least 60 days because there is the risk of maybe losing an embryo during that time. So wait at least 60 days. Honestly, I would say most of the producers that I preg check for, most of the cattle were probably going to be in that four to six months range. That's usually when they were going to, um, you know, or maybe even after six months. It just depends. A lot of them would wean and we'd preg check when they wean their calves. You know, they got them up that day. They're going to wean the calves. We're going to preg check. So those were usually going to be six months or so better. Mm -hmm. It's just a convenient time for them is what it is, is what that was, you know. It's probably easiest to preg check three to four months of during uh, the pregnancy. That's probably the easiest time to really just it, you can get it done quickly, um, and it's just easy to find those pregnancies. It gets a little bit harder when you get past five months, uh, uh, unless you get really close to the time they're going to calve. So really, that's yeah. interesting. Now so the calf what it... drops down in oh, the belly okay. long way, so you got to have long arms to feel it. Some and that type of deal. So. So okay. that's why I always tell people, if you're looking for an easy time, three, four months is pretty, pretty easy for, for producers to do. Okay. If we're doing it rectally, you know, with just palpation. Okay. So, so that leads us into, so how, how do we do it and what are the methods? So, so you said rectal palpation. Yeah. And so you're feeling at three to four months, you're feeling for a calf. Yeah, like you're exactly. Feeling for, you're feeling the size of the fetus. Yeah. So at yeah. 60 days, though, what are you feeling for then? You Obviously, can, still, you can still feel a little tiny fetus at 60. Okay. 45 or better. If you get below that, you know, 45, they'll do what they call a membrane slip. They can feel the slippage of the membrane inside that uterus. And, okay. and that would be one you got to be careful with because you could definitely... Mm-hmm. upset that embryo and lose it if you're if you're trying to do that method so right. uh, be okay. careful there other methods ultrasound is what we would refer to as the gold standard now in okay. veterinary medicine you know you can actually see yeah i see that fetus if we do it early enough if, as it gets too big you're only going to be able to see parts of it or the cotyledons you know and we can do that but but it's the gold standard you know mm-hmm. everything as far as what we do is is compared to that um and again ultrasound you have to be careful because it can be done really 30 days and even some veterinarians will say they can do it earlier than that and find you um so you have to be but again manipulating that er- uterus in that early side, you're, you may lose an embryo doing that as well. Observation is a method, you know, not a very good method. I would, I don't think, but observing your cattle to see Mm -hmm. if they're coming into heat after you've turned the bull in. And if there's a point in time, hey, the bulls doesn't seem to be uh, breeding any cows anymore. So that is a method. I would caution, you know, I'm not sure how accurate that would be, but that is a method. Um, uh, Blood testing has become popular, taking a blood sample. And and now we even have a shoot side sample. So you can actually just run that sample right there at the shoot. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does take a 
few minutes. So it's not something you probably leave the cow in there and or you can send those blood samples off. There's several labs now that are that are doing pregnancy testing. So any of those methods are are they all have good points. They all have down, you know, downfalls as well. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So I think that is just really cool. That shoot side test is 20 minutes, Barry. Is that kind of what we're, Yeah, that's the timing on that. If, and you, if you do the one, yeah, it's a, it's 15, 20 minutes, somewhere in there. Now I'll tell you a story. Yeah. Give us your experience. Yes. <laughs> I want this. I was going to say, if it turns positive, it will yeah. not revert back. I had to convince my wife that on our second child when <laughs> We did the pregnancy test at home and I, and immediately it turned positive and I, she yelled at me for it because I didn't wait the how many minutes oh. that we had to wait before you could. I said, I'm sorry, <laughs> hon, it's not going to turn negative. You're pregnant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love so, personal stories. This is excellent. Yeah. yeah. So again, oh. We've all, a, all females who've had children have had that like. Oh yeah. my gosh, are you serious? That's right. She started crying immediately because we had like a <laughs> eight month old at that point. So she was fixing to have another one. <laughs> oh, I would cry too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So that is on the shoot side. If it turns positive, you know, it may turn positive in five minutes. Well, okay. it's positive. You don't have to wait another 10 minutes. To, to, okay. Okay. But, but you we're not going to leave her in the chute. No. You know, you're no. going to put her in like a catch pin or whatever. And right. then, then you'll have mm -hmm. to sort off. Right. If you um, find it open. Those opens. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the disadvantage that a lot of large producers have, I think, with blood testing. A lot of them are going to want, I mean, at least my producers, when I was in practice, we preg check those cows. If she's open, she's getting put in a pen right away because mm -hmm. she's going to sell barn that day. Okay. Right. They're getting rid of them. They're not going to wait. So, so that is one of the disadvantages of blood testing. If you send it off, you know, you're going to have to get those cattle back in and, and separate off your open ones uh, if you're going to, to get rid of them. So again, and they all have advantages and disadvantages. And so the cost, you said you and, and, and Brian did it for one of our boot camps and you right. said maybe a, a shoot side set test, that IDEX right. test was around $8. Yeah, that's including, you know, using a needle, the okay. blood tube, okay. that all the materials involved. I can't remember exactly what the test was, but we looked mm -hmm. at it from that stand. It's going to cost us about eight bucks. That's not including your labor or anything right. like that. So... So as far as costs, I think general from a, from a pregnancy diagnosis, like a palpation, three to $5 a head for at the right. vet, but that okay. will depend, you know, depend on your vet, right? It depends on your vet. You know, Mike's, you know, when I was in practice, preg checking, if you got good facilities, mm -hmm. palpation gates, plenty of help, cattle go through, it's usually going to be real cheap you know, oh. cheaper in a sense. Okay. Cause mm -hmm. you're spending less time. There were places that I had to climb over the fence every time to get in, to get behind the cow, protector, climb back out. Oh, very. It cost a lot more money for those producers. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so facilities play a big part in how easy it is and how quickly you can get through the cattle. Because right. most veterinarians are really looking at an hour, hourly amount. Hourly rate. Yeah. yeah. So it takes longer. So you're going to get gonna paid, cost you, know, you more. Cost you more. You're right. And if you, and sophisticated equipment, obviously, if you're going to do ultrasound that's going to be more expensive just because 
got to pay for that ultrasound to, when you're using it. Each time yes. you use it, that's a years of payment there on that ultrasound. So that'll be more right. expensive than just rectal palpation. Mm-hmm. Say it's $15 by the time yeah. you get done, which is exorbitant compared to right. what some of these costs are. But like compared to $120, $150 to keep that cow, like right. until you find out she's open when everybody else is calving. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's saving you money is what it's doing. So to me, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. The estate and age. Um, I, I wish I could quote, you know, how much cow costs have went up, but I bet oh, it's, yeah. it's well, you, I'm not going to say, but it's like $800. <laughs> it's a lot right. per cow per year. Exactly. It's, it's a lot. And right. um, so right. it's, it's good to employ some of these simple things, mm-hmm. have a relationship with your vet, Line that up. It's a little bit extra labor, extra work. A lot of us have nine to five jobs, eight to five jobs, eight to 12, five in the morning to 12. You know, we're busy, but is this supposed to be a revenue generator? Mm -hmm. Something we need to think about. The other thing that you need to think about, too, is we find that open cow. It's important, I think. Why is she open? Does she have some type of disease that could spread to your other cows? I mean, we think about trick or something like that. So that's another good reason to get those cows out of your herd. That's another positive thing about getting preg checking done. Mm-hmm. We got an open cow. There's some reason she's open. Right. And could that be a contagious reason? I don't know. But if we eliminate her, we're reducing the opportunity for that to become a problem with the rest of the cattle. Okay. So that's, that's a good point. So trichomoniasis can cause that. And that's a, mm-hmm. a can I call it a disease that you get from the yeah. bull? Is that correct? That's it is. Correct? The bulls transfer it from cow to cow. And we know though, there's got to be a few cows out there that are what we would call um, subclinical mm-hmm. carriers. Don't display clinical signs of the disease, but they harbor the organism. And that's where these bulls pick that organism up. And then once it's in the bull, it's really difficult to get rid of it out of those mm-hmm. bulls once they're infected. And they basic, and then they go around spreading it from cow to cow. So but, also like BVD could yeah. cause open cows. It's exactly. Something, so that could, if you have a bunch of open cows, did, did they get something? Yeah, something virals. Happened? We can definitely have virals. Um, there are bacterial reasons as well that could cause open cows. So any of these things, trick is a is really a, a protozoan, a parasite that okay. causes a problem. So uh, there's just all kinds of different things. And that's why I think getting that open cows out of your herd, not only economically, but from a health standpoint, it's, it's a smart decision as well. And advice, I Jerry. think personally, I don't know there's research from a genetic standpoint I think you breed infertility in your herd if you continually keep these cows in your herd that don't get pregnant every year. Even if you're switching them from a spring cover to fall, we're we're breeding. I think you're incorporating that infertility in your because she's not doing the job you want her to do. You want her to get pregnant once a year. She can't do that. And we keep her in the herd. That genetics to me could possibly be not as good as those cows that are that are breeding once a year and, and, and getting pregnant calving once a year. So I, right. I just think you get them out. There's just so many reasons to get rid of those open cows. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll go work fine for someone else, right? That's right. I mean, <laughs> maybe if somebody has a, a July calving cow yeah. herd, like maybe somebody right. wants a cow like that. Mm-hmm. Like 
Exactly. Um, that that is a, a big point. I think that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Barry. This is yeah, good advice. Bet. Yeah, good a good short uh, podcast to kind of get address kind of a summertime issue. So, listeners, if you have any questions, please contact your local veterinarian, local extension educator. We can find help you find the answers that you need if you're interested in in some of these pregnancy diagnosed technologies. Then then let's look into that, and we can help you with that. Barry, thanks so much for joining me again. Yeah, had a great time. Thanks yeah, for having me. Absolutely. So listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll have um, some information in the show notes and uh, hope you uh, have a great week and we'll catch you next time. 